They called him the Blue Jinn. He took a small and perverse pride in the title. Blue Jinny were evil Jinny. That his enemies thought him evil was... pleasant. Even more pleasant was the sight of his enemies beaten and bleeding, captive and bound. The jinn looked over those enemies in the late afternoon sun. Sinking in the west, the sun's light was carved by the mountains to cast long, sharp shadows across the ground. Much of that ground was covered with the head-bowed, broken prisoners. One of those captives, Abdul Aziz ibn Kalb, held his bleeding head upright. Abdul Aziz glared hate at his captors. These were a mix of Pashtun mercenaries, tall and light-eyed, light-skinned they would have been, too, had the sun not burned them red-brown, and shorter, darker men. All were heavily armed. All sneered back the hate Abdul Aziz felt, mixing with that hate a full measure of disgust and contempt. Aziz's hate mixed with and fed on fear, Along with several hundred other male prisoners, and nearly a thousand women and children, Aziz waited to hear his fate. The male prisoners' hands and legs were taped together. Not far away, the women and children waited unbound. The two groups were close enough together that Abdul Aziz could see the non-combatants as well as a small group of his enemies ascending a low hill to his front. Leading that group, Abdul Aziz saw, was a uniformed man, medium in height, and with his face and head wrapped with the kefia. Another looked oriental. Three more were dressed much as any mullahs would be. A sixth wore the white dress of the Emirate of Doha. The last was another man in uniform bearing the rank badges of a subadar. Trimly bearded, tall and slender, with bright gray eyes, the subadar looked Pashtun to Abdul Aziz. That man in the lead partially unwrapped the kefia from around his head. Aziz had never seen him before, but had heard enough descriptions to recognize the blue jinn. The jinn paused and lit a cigarette. He puffed it contemplatively for a few moments. Then he sat back easily in a chair, almost a throne, that had been prepared for him by his followers out of hastily felled and trimmed trees. Even at this distance, Abdul Aziz saw the eyes that gave the jinn his name. Though it was just a trick of the sun, the eyes seemed to glow from the inside like malevolent coals. A dark-clad, bearded mullah walked to the microphone of a portable public address set standing in front of the chair and began to speak. I have consulted, he announced, with a man you probably know as the blue jinn, and whom you see to my right concerning your fate. He, in accordance with the Sharia, has turned the general resolution of your cases over to myself and my fellow mullahs. We have pronounced sentence of death upon you, in accordance with the will of Allah for complicity in murder. It was widely speculated that the mullah only consulted the quarter gold Borand the jinn allegedly paid him for each desired legal death sentence he passed on. The jinn never admitted this. Neither did he deny it.